Alright, and welcome to the Rory's Nitro podcast, the show that rips up the buy rates and TV ratings and declares our own winner in some of pro wrestling's biggest head-to-head battles. I'm your host, Lee Carlos Cunningham, back again on my lonesome to have another trip into 2002 to watch Raw versus TNA number two. You'll have to apologize um, if my memory is a little fuzzy on this one, and for the delay between episodes, I've actually finally finally moved house um and i couldn't find my notes um in my little notepad which again um anyone that sells you show notes you you wouldn't pay 20 cents for mine (laughs) they're terrible but um yeah i couldn't find them so that's been the delay in getting this episode out and now my memory's a little fuzzy that will also be why for anyone wanting to watch along it's the june 24 episode of monday night raw from 2002 and june 26 tna pay-per-view number two We watched Raw first, so we're going to head over there and kick off with Monday Night Raw. Let's get right into it. Forget the lies, the money, we're in this together. Oh my god, that classic Raw theme from 2002. Um, I've said before many times on the podcast, but 0102 was probably the most I ever got to watch wrestling on a regular weekly basis. Um, it's when I got pay TV, I had access to, very briefly, WCW, which I didn't watch, but um, Raw, Nitro, pay-per-views, sorry, Nitro, Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, I watched everything, and then in 2002, even got some of the TNA pay-per-views on a one-a-month basis, but yeah, this um, opening theme for Raw hits me right in the feels. As does the commentary team, which is your typical Jerry the King Lawler and JR back in the day, and we open up with the majority of the talent from Raw surrounding the ring, and I just get a little inkling in my bones that we're going to hear a certain infamous speech coming on here. Um, Cannot wait. Gosh, set your VCRs, call your neighbors. More than any one quality that makes me the successful man that I am. I would have to say that one quality is ruthless aggression. Oh, you hear that, JR? I heard it. Years ago, I took on every wrestling promoter throughout North America. I kicked every one of their asses. And why? Not because I was an asshole, no, no. Because of ruthless aggression. In the court of law, shut up. Yeah, shut up, In a court of law, I took on the United States of America and I kicked her ass because of ruthless aggression. He even beat the government, JR. I took on WCW and it took me a while, but I kicked their asses and bought the company because of ruthless aggression. Wow. This goes for a little while longer before Vince is interrupted by the NWO who weren't surrounding the ring. Um, 
from here we get Booker T wants to answer their challenge. Vince and Booker T snatch the mic backwards and forwards quite a bit in this segment. It's good, actually brings makes Booker T look like a bit of a star. Um, we end up with a match set of the Big Show and X-Pac versus Goldust and Booker T. Um, Booker T finishes with his five-time phrase. But before we get there, we have a little jab at Shawn Michaels from Vince McMahon, which is the last little part of this I'll splice in for you here just because it tickled me. It won't be... It won't be Kevin Nash. Oh, it, maybe, it, maybe it will soon. As soon as Nash is over the injury, the bicep tear, he's back in the ring. And by the way, big man, if you, Kevin Nash, don't live up to expectations, you could be joining the unemployment line with your buddy Scott Hall. Whoa! Sorry, after splicing that in, I realized I actually said it was a shot at Shawn Michaels, but it was a shot at Scott Hall through Kevin Nash. And the crowd reaction you heard after he delivered that line was Kevin Nash flipping him off via itching his nose. After that, we go to a commercial and we come back. It's Bradshaw and Spike Dudley taking on William Regal and Christopher Nowinski. Bradshaw absolutely stiffs the shit out of Nowinski early and hits a big SOS. There's a sign in the crowd that says Ric Flair's only fans, and if only they knew in 2022, that would have a completely different context to what they meant back in 2002. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't sign up before you ask. <laughs> the heels double team on Spike for a while before Bradshaw comes in and cleans house with boots and shoulders and a clothesline from hell on William Regal. But Christopher Nowinski sneaks in and gets the roll up, holding the tights for the one, two, three, and the upset victory. We then go backstage and Vince McMahon is telling Sergeant Slaughter that he wants to get rid of some useless talent. So he's going to book Tommy Dreamer versus Raven in a Loser Leafs Town match. Um, he then goes into a room with Jackie Gator and we find out we're going to see Jackie and Molly versus Linda and Trish. Jackie drops her coat for Vince to see, um, but The Undertaker comes in and Jackie Gator gets the hell out of there. He wants The Rock for interfering in his King of the Ring match, but instead is given Jeff Hardy and told to make him famous. Our next contest is Bubba versus Eddie Guerrero. Bubba cost Eddie Guerrero his match uh, versus Ric Flair at the King of the Ring. Bubba gets a table out as Guerrero is backstage with Terry. Um, he comes out for the match and Bubba slams him. Hits a monkey. Sorry, he hits a monkey flip on Guerrero. Hits the Bubba bomb and goes to sorry goes to hit the Bubba bomb, but it's countered with a roll up for Guerrero for the one two three. This match was far too quick. I actually confused myself reading the notes that I had like two moves listed and it went to a finish. Eddie Guerrero sets up a table, but Bubba power bombs him through it. And this brings Benoit out who attacks Bubba and puts him in the crossface to end the segment. We then go to a vignette for the debut coming up of Rey Mysterio. I was so hyped for this back in the day. Those debuts with that old entrance theme. Who's that jumping out the sky? I could not wait to see Rey. And his debut match against Kurt Angle was phenomenal. One of the best short matches I can remember seeing. I think it was under 10 minutes, but it, it was such a great match. Um, SummerSlam 2002, if you want to check that out. From there, we go to Goldust, dressed as the Crocodile Hunter, and thankfully, he's not put his thumb up anyone's butthole, but I will splice this in for you right about now. Come on, Derek, get ruthless! Crunch! 
Yuki. Hello, everyone. It's me, the Crocodile Hunter, off with another safari of fun and adventure. Now, normally, I would be in the swamps with the crocodiles everywhere. But tonight, we are going to a much worse place, a more vile, nasty place than you've ever seen. The NWO locker room. Come on. Now remember, we have to be very quiet. Even though there's no one at home, the NWO, they tend to travel in packs, and they can be very scary. But let's go anyway. Bye, Crocky, look at this. Look at this. It's the giant sleeping Shopopotamus. These creatures are enormous, so big. Oh, but they smell, good grief. They smell like, like kangaroo croc sack. Oh, gnarly. What are you doing here, you freak? Yankers me crankers, look at this creature. Look, you don't see this every day. It's the rare bandana wearing grease rat. But be very careful. They tend to suck. Tend to suck? Some good hijinks there, and if you couldn't make it out, Big Show was asleep on the couch. X Puck comes out the bathroom while Gold Dust is in the room, and as X Puck chases Gold Dust out of the room, a sleeping Big Show mumbles cheeseburger milkshake. From there, we go backstage. We see the Hardy Boys. Um, they're going to go solo and not chase the tag titles. We see Booker T catches X Puck coming from behind a door and hits him with a tray, which is quite funny as he's chasing gold dust. And then we get an ad for getting the F out. We go to Tommy Dreamer versus Raven with security ready to escort the loser out. Raven was with The Undertaker on the last uh, episode of Raw, so I wonder what's prompted this. Um, spoiler alert, I know it's Raven that gets beat because Dreamer hangs around eating The Undertaker's tobacco and whatnot in the next few weeks. Um, I'm guessing he asked to leave, but yeah, it looked like he was getting a little bit of a rub from the from the Undertaker last week. He hits a Bulldog for a two. We have a Slugfest, a Tommy Dreamer Power Slam for a two and a Neckbreaker and DDT, both followed by two counts. The crowd is dead. This was such a hot feud in ECW, and they do not give a shit here. Dreamer finishes it off with a Death, Death, Death Valley Driver, even, for the one, two, three. And Raven is escorted out by security, kicking and screaming. A little bit harsh. We see backstage Paulie's with Brock. Um, he's very, very um, early here, like very early days for Brock here, but he's already got that aura about him. And then out in the parking lot, Matt is awaiting Raven in the car park. As I mentioned, he helped The Undertaker against the Hardys last episode, and Hardy jumps him and beats him up on his way out the door. We go to a commercial break, and when we come back, it is JR with Paulie. Paulie introduces Brock. RVD comes out and jumps him, nails him with some kicks as we go to another commercial. And when we come back, Paulie and Brock are with Vince McMahon. He's book He books RVD versus Brock Lesnar for RVD's Intercontinental title later in the show. 
It's now time for Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker, which comes with a good video recap. Undertaker throws Jeff shoulder first into the post, a power slam, a boot before Jeff comes back with a plancher. But Undertaker lays him out with a choke slam on the floor, throws him back inside, hits the last ride for the one, two, three. Then drives up the ramp and Jeff Hardy gets on a microphone whilst basically out in the ring and says this to The Undertaker. Taker, you've beat my ass time and time again. You just beat my ass right now. We're not done. What? We're not done at all. I want a match. I want a match next week for the WWE Undisputed Championship. Is he nuts? Jeff, think about this. He lost his mind. But not just a regular match, Taker, hey! Not a regular match! My way to beat you! My match to beat you! A ladder match! Wait a minute, ladder match? Jeff Tellison to the Undertaker for a ladder match! For the title! The undisputed title! Is he accepting? Up next, we go to Trish and Linda taking on Jackie and Molly. Molly Molly Holly cuts a promo on dignity to the women's title. Trish fires back, and we get a four-lady brawl. Trish Trish with a drop kick and a Japanese arm drag. Linda comes in and works over the arm. This is pre-Shaniqua days for Linda Miles. Trish Stratus with a top rope axe handle, and the heels isolate at Linda Miles. They double-team for a while. We see Jackie... Um, sorry, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Jerry Lawler is just non-stop talking about their boobs and their legs can't get into the match at all. Molly Holly hits a snap suplex. Trish gets the hot tag, hits a top rope Rana, and the Stratisfaction for the 1-2-3. RVD's backstage, but Paul Lee and Brock Lesnar interrupt. Brock speaks a little bit, and then Kevin Nash is firing up X-Pac and the Big Show for their tag match. X-Pac and Show take on Booker T and Goldust. Big X-Pac sucks chance here in the crowd, and then Show hits a sidewalk slam. Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels watch backstage as they've been barred from ringside. We get a forearm and a sidekick from Booker, and then Goldust does the Bronco Buster, which is quite funny, and a hip attack. We see Big Show isolate Goldust, hits a slam, then X-Park hits a slam and a leg drop for a two. Hot tag to Booker T, who comes in with a super kick, the spinner Rooney, the spine buster, and they hit a double team suplex on the Big Show before Big Show fires back and hits a choke slam for the one, two, three as we go out to our last commercial break. From there, we go to our main event, which is Brock Lesnar challenging RVD for the Intercontinental title. Lesnar hits some corner strikes before RVD comes back with a spin kick and a Hurricane Rana. Brock Lesnar catches him on a plancher and hits a powerbomb for a two-count before an overhead belly-to-belly suplex and a backbreaker. RVD pops back with Rolling Thunder for a two and a spin kick. Paulie stops a five-star frog splash. RVD comes back with a split-legged moonsault for a two. 
before Paul Lee jumps in and attacks for the DQ. We get a Van Daminator and RVD nails Paulie after chasing him, but Brock Lesnar catches him and hits a spine buster on the floor, then power bombs him through the announce table. That'll do it for Raw. Overall, a really enjoyable episode. I definitely recommend going and checking this one out. There was lots of good stuff. It moved at a quick pace, and this really epitomizes part of why I love 2002 Raw. It gets a bit of a bad rap, and certainly towards the end of the year, it loses some quality, but it's got a lot of good stuff in 2002, a very underrated year in my estimation. Since it's halftime, I'm going to talk about a film I watched recently that you may or may not have already seen, and that is Fighting With My Family. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but my daughter pulled it out of the DVD collection the other day since our internet in the new place is quite choppy so far and asked if we could watch it. I threw it on and watched it with her. And I have to say, on second viewing, I really enjoyed it again. Um, it's probably a little too rock-heavy, although he, you know, his company does produce it, so you understand why. And I'm not sure I bought Vince Vaughn as the former wrestler slash NXT trainer, but it might just be because he said, oh, this is what you got to do if you want to make it in the NXT but um, other than that, it's a really enjoyable film. The girl they got to play Paige was really good. Um, Zelina Vega as AJ Lee was an interesting choice, but, you know, it's only for a scene or two, so not a big deal. But, yeah, I really genuinely enjoyed the film. The whole family can watch it. It's funny. Stephen Merchant's a little over the top as the um, the father of the love interest going to the wrestling family. But um, even that's got its moments, particularly when his wife starts cheering for WrestleMania. But, um, yeah, overall really enjoyable movie. If you haven't watched it, I do recommend going and checking it out. Um, based on a true story, obviously, the, the rise of Paige into the Federation, but definitely well worth a watch if you haven't watched it. I'm no movie critic, but I would recommend you check this one out. If you listen to this podcast, I dare say you've got time to watch Fighting With My Family. Um, that will do it for halftime this week, and we're going to go over to the June 26th episode of NWA TNA. And let you try to beat all 20 of them people. He's going to be first entrant in the gauntlet for the goal. Right. He's forcing him. Right. He's, he's an NWA if representative. I step in the ring first, that's all right with me. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to proceed to kick 19 other asses. And I'm going to walk out of here the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I've got Ken Shamrock has come out to confront Jeff Jarrett. You may be whipping You ain't whipping number 19, and that's me. It's wrestling's real outlaw, Scott Hall. Just focus on trying to beat up one. Scott Hall. Wait a minute. Jeff Jarrett and Jackie Fargo. I want you to remember who did this to you. I want you to remember Fargo, your next NWA champion. When you hear my James Mitchell's Disciples of the New Church. Look at this monster. Oh, Six man. foot nine, 300 pounds, slam Del Rios. I don't know what the weight capacity of the ring is, but we're testing. You gotta think. He's got Conan up. Oh, 
in his tracks. Is it time for the edge? Malice is almost gone. Get him up. Get it up. Oh, yeah. There's a oh. Whoa, it's Toby Keith. Toby Keith has come to ringside. What is this? It's Toby Keith. Has Jared up? No! What is this? Let's go! Toby Keith just suplexed Jeff Jarrett. He has no place to As you can hear, the show opens up with a recap of the first pay-per-view to show us where we're at with all the storylines and feuds. And then we open up with Jeff Jarrett demanding his match against Scott Hall be on now, not in the main event. He gets a you-suck jam from the crowd, but the match does take place. Jarrett starts with an arm drag before Scott Hall and, and paintbrushes Scott Hall before he fires back with the SOS. Clotheslines Jarrett out. The crowd's quite hot for this one early. Jarrett with a pair of drop kicks and a sleeper. Scott Hall hits a clothesline, uh, then a second and a third for a two. Goes for the outsider's edge, but K-Crush comes out and makes a save. Then Jackie Fargo, who along with Toby Keith was at ringside in Scott Hall's corner, punches K-Crush. Grandmaster Sexy comes out and runs him off. The re- referee is out, um, and then Toby hits a low blow on Jeff Jarrett, and a we get a double team face buster for the one, two, three, um, with Toby Keith still in the ring. Um, didn't love the ending, but it was a pretty good match. I mean, Hall and Jarrett have worked together for years at this point and have got pretty good chemistry, both solid in the ring. We then see a recap of last week's cat fight with all the girls. And we go to Cheeks versus Frank Parker. Um, we're also told by Mike Tanay that next week we'll see K-Crush and Jeff Jarrett versus Grandmaster and Scott Hall. Cheeks is fucking huge, by the way. Um, he hits a slam and then hits like the big Rikishi ass attack in the corner and an ass drop and a splash for a one, two, three in a terrible match. When I say Cheeks is huge, he is not fit to wrestle. He looks like the kind of guy that if he gets sick, that they have to remove walls off of his house to get him out and into an ambulance. It's it's definitely not. He's he doesn't look fit to be in the ring. From there, Jeremy Borash gives money to Alicia. We're not really sure why at this point. And we see a recap of K-Crush and his NASCAR feud with Hermie Sadler and Sterling... I want to say Sterling Golden, but I know that was Hulk Hogan's name. Um, Sterling something or other. Um, K-Crush... K-Quick still, sorry, takes on Grandmaster Sexay. K-Quick jumps him early before Grandmaster comes back with a neckbreaker. K-Quick with a suplex for a two and Grandmaster with an enziguri. We get a stunner from Grandmaster. Um, and then Hermie and Sterling come out and crutch K-Quick, allowing Grandmaster to hit the pop drop for the one, two, three. Um, lots of faces cheating so far on this show, which is interesting. We then go to the lingerie battle royal. They all come out um, in white pajamas. Uh, they're supposedly working for a contract now. Ed Ferrara goes to... Um, goes to Skeeve when Francine comes out and she whips him. 
Um, and we have the winner, and Miss TNA is Taylor Vaughan. Um, yeah, not much to write home about on this one. We then go to an interview with Apollo, who's been broken up with by some girl. I, Yeah, they, they seem to be just throwing some stuff against the wall, and I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, oh, sorry, the interview wasn't broken up with. This is what I said at the start about my notes. The interview was broken up by some girl. <laughs> it's not just Apollo whining about being dumped by his girlfriend on the air. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, we go to Apollo versus David Young with Bobcat. Apollo hits a tilt to well slam before David Young hits an underhook suplex and an avalanche. David Young works over the arm before Bobcat gets in and gives a, uh, sorry goes and gives a lap dance to Jeremy Borash. This distracts David Young. Um, Apollo rolls him up for a two. David Young hits an enziguri before Apollo hits a DDT. David Young hits a spine buster, but is distracted again, misses a moonsault, and this allows Apollo to finish off with a TKO for the 1-2-3. We then go to Joel Gertner, who is looking very thin compared to his ECW days, introducing the, you know, put in air quotes here, gay Rainbow Express. Um, I'll let you listen to um, what goes on here. I won't try and describe it. It is I, the quintessential stud muffin, Joel. I'm a licker, not a biter. And for a girl with me, it's gonna be an all-nighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I never need a writer. Gertner. <laughs> and a lot of people have been asking me, Joel, what are you doing with the Rainbow Express? You're nothing like them. They're nothing like you. In fact, they're gay. Enough already. Let's get the show on the road. We don't care. Truth is, they are. And I'm not. And 90% plus of you probably aren't either. But just think about it. Whether they're actors or musicians, whether they're athletes, or politicians, whether it's Olympic legend Greg Lucanus, or whether it's Elton John making the music that all of you listen to, just rest assured, there are people with alternative lifestyles, some of them, lots of them, who live better lives than you. I don't care what they do in their hotel. That's their business. When they get in the ring, they're Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you, Lenny and Ruth, the Rainbow Express! So Gertner introduces Rainbow Express, who are set to take the Dups, but then we go backstage and see the Dups basically say they're not going to wrestle gays. <laughs> this is 2002, ladies and gentlemen. Um... <laughs> They do eventually come out, um, and it's... Oh, sorry, no, they, they scramble for a replacement, and it's Chris Harris and James Storm. Um, they were in their jeans backstage, and they were asked to wrestle, so they're going to get their big break. We get a four-man brawl. Lenny hits a Tornado DDT. The Rainbow Express kiss to tag, which is, you know, so Rosie sees it. 
Chris Harris hits a head spinner. Hits is a sorry. Lenny hits a suplex. Don West is coming off as a bit of a homophobe on commentary. That was, that was the style at the time, I guess. Chris Harris hits a Fez press and then rolls up off of a head clash of the Express and gets a 1-2-3 in the shocking upset for Chris Harris and James Storm. Um, if you've not watched early TNA, this was before they were household names, before they were well-known. This was their big national break. So not the big... Na- you might look at this now and think, oh, the bigger names won. That definitely wasn't the case on this show. We then see Ricky Steamboat in the ring in a referee shirt. He brings out Ken Shamrock, who comes out in flip-flops, which is a little (laughs) weird for the time, and cuts a promo. James Mitchell comes out and makes a challenge on behalf of Slash for a title match. I'll splice this in here and let you guys have a listen to Shamrock's inauguration as the initial NWA TNA champion. Well, this belt right here has a lot of history behind it, that's for sure. And I will defend this belt with honor and pride. You better believe that, folks. You better believe that. I have been all over the world, Japan, all over the United States, Puerto Rico, and every organization that I've been a part of in the mixed martial arts or pro wrestling, have risen to the top and it is no different here in the NWA because I am the NWA champion hell yeah and he's going to be a fighting champion as well Do you have the guts to put that belt on the line? 
Kevin Shamrock. Gotta be malice. It's gotta be malice. Allow me to introduce to everyone. Gotta be malice. Now we're gonna find out. One of my finest disciples. His name is Slash. Ha! Ah, the other disciple of the new church. Slash was also in the gullet for the gold. And I gotta say, this guy has got the freakiest look I've seen in quite some time. He's the scariest guy I've ever seen. This is a joke, right? Because I'll tell you something. Uh, Instead of making it next week, why don't I just take this belt and lay it right here on the mat, and you can see that freak down here and try and take it from me. Whoa, look yeah, out, Bill! Mr. Shady! Kenny, Kenny Kenny I someone else in my This is So we find out that next week we'll see Ken Shamrock defend against Malice, who, as you heard, snuck up behind him and hit him with a choke slam. And then we get a recap of the six-man X Division match from last week. From here, we go into a sort of like a four-way tournament um, for the X Division title. It's AJ Styles, Psychosis, Jerry Lynn, and Loki. And it's basically you get two lives and you're out, but they're all singles matches. A very unusual um, way to do this here. We start off with Psychosis versus AJ. AJ hits a super kick. We get a spin kick from Psychosis and a top rope leg for a two before AJ hits a Styles Clash for the one, two, three, taking a life away from Psychosis. We then go into low key versus AJ Styles. AJ hits a kip-up Hurricane Rana, which was incredible. Some great kicks from Loki and a near miss on a throw to the top post. Loki hits a dragon, locks in a dragon sleeper, but AJ um, hits a German and rolls through a face buster for the one, two, three, taking a life off Loki. Jerry Lynn comes in and immediately hits a cradle, cradle pile driver for the three, taking a life off AJ Styles. Psychosis comes back in. Um, he hits a missile dropkick to the back of Lynn. Lynn hits a tilt-a-whirl head scissors and a second rope bulldog for a two. Psychosis with a huge dive before Jerry Lynn hits a dropkick and a cradle um, pile driver for the three. And that's the second life of Psychosis done, so he is out of the tournament. Loki comes in and he hits a nice slam and... Um, Hits, some, hits a good elbow, the mood elbow for the two. A top rope runner before Jerry Lynn rolls through for a two. Loki hits some more kicks and then a Jerry Lee Enziguri and backdrop followed by a clothesline. Loki hits a reverse cradle, um, reverses a cradle to an armbar. Jerry Lynn hits a powerbomb for a two, very close near fall before hitting the cradle pile driver for the three and eliminating... Um, Sorry, before, yeah, eliminating Loki. And Jerry Lynn has not yet been pinned, but goes through to the final. Um, I think, basically, the final now is whoever wins, wins. It's a little bit of a strange one. I couldn't quite make out the rules of this competition, but it's basically AJ Styles versus Jerry Lynn, and Jerry Lynn's not lost a fall yet. Jerry Lynn with a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker for a two. AJ with a springboard twisting splash for a two. 
Jerry Lynn with a DDT before Styles comes back with a neck breaker. Jerry Lynn with a running powerbomb for a two. And then AJ hits a style clash for the one, two, three. Sorry, it is two lives. And that's Jerry Lynn's life gone. It carries on. Um, again, apologies for the notes. I watched this probably a couple of months ago now. It's now next four wins. And Ricky Steamboat comes in to referee because this is going to be the inaugural X Division champion crowned here. They exchange some pins, a double clothesline and an outside brawl. AJ with an Asai into a reverse DDT, which was sick. Jerry Lynn with a rope-assisted DDT. And then a power bomb is flipped into a face buster for a two. AJ hits a Death Valley driver under the knee for a two. Jerry Lynn with a brain buster for a two and locks on a sleeper. He then hits a superplex for a two before AJ hits a corkscrew leg drop for the one, two, three. Um, you see him on the floor. Thank Jerry Lynn for the match. And we get streamers. This was really an incredible match. I definitely didn't do it justice with my outdated recap. I would suggest you go and watch this one if you've got time. We see some replays throughout from the little tournament here. And next week, we're going to get a one-night tag team tournament, which should be cool as well. The commentators sign off. And we learned from the first show um, to end with a title crowning as a big deal. And AJ gets a celebration to end the show. Really, really enjoyed this definitely recommend it um the show itself was hit and miss but the fact that it ended with several x division matches with four great talents more than made up for it having said all that it's time to pick ourselves a winner for production i still went with wwe they're definitely a lot slicker here and tna is learning on the job and for characters i went with wwe as well they um got a lot of big names on the show and tna is still debuting a lot of people so they're not really stars yet hopefully they'll become them but for now you have to give the edge to wwe Storyline advancement, I actually went with a tie. Um, TNA did a good job trying to get some of its stories across here and definitely learned some lessons from week one, so I'm probably being a little more lenient on them, and it is very early doors. Crowd reaction, I also... Um, I'm probably going to give to TNA. I think they were very invested, although the crowd was good on Raw and bigger, but I'm going to go with TNA because I felt like they really gave their crowd something to write home about at the end of the show. And match quality 100% goes to TNA, um, which leaves us with a tie. I'm probably leaning towards if I had the gun to my head saying Raw was the better show, but TNA did enough in week two to make it competitive, and therefore I don't feel too bad about listing this one as a tie. Um, if you've got strong feelings either way, feel free to get in touch and tell me I'm wrong. But um, I would just recommend watching some of the stuff of these shows. They're both highly enjoyable for different reasons. Some good comedy and memorable promos on Raw. Um, good storyline advancement and some really awesome alternative wrestling on TNA. So if you were watching these shows back in the day, you got your money's worth in both directions. That'll do it for now. Um, we're going to get back onto schedule. I feel like I say that every show, but it's probably actually not been that long since the last episode dropped this time around. But um, now that I've got all my notes, my laptop set up in, in an office area where I can record more freely, we will definitely hit you with some more shows. I'm looking forward to catching back up with Richie and Duncan in the near future as well. So keep your ear out for that. As always, if you want to get in touch with the show, chat to us on Twitter. Um, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. It's been a long time since we had one of them, and we definitely appreciate the support. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you again very soon.